Hello hello traders. Welcome back to another episode of the Traders Show. This is episode 17 I guess. Am I 18. am I right? 17 or 18? 18. 18. <coughs> so this is episode 18. We're going to have an interesting topic. So today we are moving away from what you really need to do to learn how to trade from the psychology of trading from risk. We're going to look at the history of markets and we're going to pay special attention to bubbles, booms and busts. We're going to talk about irrational exuberance in the markets. We think there is some element of that exuberance in the current market environment. And we're going to share with you one or two things that we have learned over time and how you can protect yourself from such things, how you can be smart around how you handle such things. We're going to share with you more insights around some of these things. I'm sure a couple of people have never even heard of bubbles, busts and irrational exuberance. Personally, when I started trading, I had not come across such things until I came across some books and they shed some light on the history of markets. So I think there's some edge in understanding the history of markets because like John Maynard Keynes said, history may not repeat itself, but it may rhyme in the markets. And I think we're interested in the rhyme in history that takes place in the market. So before we start, my name is Akian, founder at Financial Hub, author at Template for Understanding the Forex Market. And alongside me, I'm joined by two of my colleagues and partners. I'll give them time to introduce themselves and then we will jump into the topic. Uh, greetings, everyone. Uh, Tara Slawi here. Uh, thank you for tuning in again for another podcast. It's episode 18. Uh, time is running really fast and uh, we are always proud to shoot for you more content. So today, as Ken has said, as he has introduced the topic of today, so we're going to talk about uh, booms, busts, and uh, how they are created and how they come to bust. So basically, today we're going to talk more about uh, some economic uh, phenomena, so wha- uh, how we believe how the economic structure is made, how the economic machine works. Uh, so... We're going to today to be a bit technical, not so much into into uh, trading of uh, currencies and indices and commodities. So, but we will also link them into how it affects markets and uh, where we believe we are at the current state uh, of the economy and the market. Uh, we're majorly focusing on the U.S. market. So uh, that is it for today. Uh, in terms of my trading, my trading for the week has been pretty good. Had a couple of good trades. Had a pound yen short, uh, worked pretty well. Uh, though it tested, really tested my patience. Uh, also had a Nasdaq short, also tested my patience like three times. Coming so close to my target, then reversing 100%. So, but the trades worked eventually, so that's been good. Uh, running currently still a, a bit of a long-term Nasdaq short. So those are, the, those are my trades for the week. Uh, nothing else much for the week. Uh, Uh, apart from having a great week in the office, the uh, team expanded. We are proud of that, uh, having br- brought in more members to the team. So we'll probably be giving you guys more content from all the other platforms. Our website coming out soon, so watch out for that also. So uh, let me give Caleb also to introduce himself. So my name is Tara Slawi, and I'm the risk manager here at Financial Hub. Thank you. Hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> So that's how Ken starts. Hello, hello. Hey guys, <laughs> what's up? How are you doing? Uh, another week here at Financial Hub. So welcome to our podcast. Uh, today we'll talk about booms, bust, and irrational exuberance. For those who do not know, we'll explain. So don't mind. Uh, we're here to give you good 
content okay to educate you and to also improve your literacy about the financial market so yeah so 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 nothing much as Taras was saying we've got a new team so we are proud of that we're expanding slowly uh we we want to incubate people into our company so that we can teach them train them to do things in a professional way that's what we've been spreading from the word go it's part of our mission uh, to be able to educate people as well as to be able to give them knowledge to understand and become profitable traders so they're part of the team we have about four people and yeah so 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 that's that's the step we've made they started uh, this week so we're proud of that and um uh, yeah so so what's up guys so what are we talking about today ken what's up <coughs> i don't know why my voice is husky at some point but anyway we're going to talk about booms and busts again so i'm going to repeat that so basically in the law of economics i think the basic law of economics is supply and demand so when supply is too much prices tend to be low when demand is too much prices tend to be high but in economics again there is the cyclicality of things so things tend to move in cycles things don't move in one straight leg mm-hmm. and i think the main reason why things don't move in one straight leg is that economics is a social science meaning we're dealing with people so it's a science but since there is people involved there's the psychology of humans so how do people make decisions in the markets how mm-hmm. do people make economic decisions besides markets how do people spend money how do people invest their money how do people save money all these things will affect how markets zig up and down and due to the fact that people are not very very rational creatures in fact most of us are irrational to the core and we don't know and we don't know and even those who know there, there are things we just can't do yeah. we we just have to accept that we are irrational at some point so <clears throat> as much as you may try to claim we are rational i think it's right for us to assume that you're irrational and starting from that viewpoint you're at a better chance of being rational than someone who believes you're strictly rational anyway so due to the psychology of humans and due to how people make decisions in the market there tends to be periods where things are going very well and when things are going very well people tend to make sloppy decisions and when people make sloppy decisions you're likely to form a boom or you're likely to be in a bubble whereby things don't make sense from an rational viewpoint if you try to think about value in relation to price things may not really add up mm-hmm. and the reverse also happens when there's panic there's fear and again people don't make rational decisions and things could be undervalued way way cheaper than you think so basically today we are going to talk about that cycle i think Caleb has a very very good description of a boom and bust so i've given you the <clears throat> basic idea around a boom and bust but we'll get into the details we're going to talk about what is a boom and bust examples of boom and busts what are some of the conditions that can tell you a boom and a bust is in place how you can time a bust how you can know a boom is developing some of the theories you can look into to explain some of these things those are the things we are going to cover in this podcast yeah true so we'll talk about the environment of booms and busts what you should be looking at around what you should be listening to what people are saying so as ken was saying uh the boom and bust cycle is a process of economic expansion and contraction that occurs repeatedly okay so basically expansion and contraction <coughs> the boom and bust cycle is key characteristic of capitalist economies and is sometimes synonymous with the business cycle so during the boom the economy grows okay so this is now boom during the boom the economy grows 
jobs are plentiful and market brings high returns to investors okay so everything is going well everyone is happy everyone is having a good time people are making money in the subsequent bust okay the economy shrinks the opposite people lose their jobs and investors lose money we'll give examples of such we've seen over and over again uh not even seen through experience basically reading them and we've seen one recently boom bust cycles last for varying lengths of time they also vary in uh, severity the cycle can last anywhere from several months to several years so we'll also talk about that with average length being approximately 5 uh years going back uh if you look at history okay So so basically is that the bust periods are referred to as recessions okay if the recession is particularly severe it is called a depression mm-hmm. okay and before now that's basically about booms and busts when the economy is doing good expansion and contraction now we'll also talk about irrational exuberance so but before we get into that uh, what is irrational exuberance irrational exuberance is a state of mania or mania in the stock market it's when investors are so confident and we're seeing that in the cryptocurrency market when the investors are so confident that the price of an asset will keep going up they lose go down <laughs> yeah aim for the moon <laughs> exactly. they lose sight of its underlying value so they just mm-hmm. looking at the price let's buy let's buy let's get in so no one is paying attention to value uh and the phrase irrational exuberance was coined by former federal reserve chairman Alan Greenspan in 1996 okay so so in a nutshell that's basically what irrational exuberance is booms and busts <coughs> And yeah so from now we'll talk so about basically rational exuberance is what leads to these booms and also the bust not really mm-hmm. rational exuberance is basically now towards the end of the boom it's not what leads to the boom if i get it right i don't think it's what leads it to it look rational exuberance in a stock market is where people are so confident they lose sight okay so oh. it's not what starts it mm-hmm. it's now everyone is buying everyone is now towards think, the end i think like you're saying a boom typically comes because of the cycle so a boom is exactly. not something that is bad a boom will and that's come what we after a recession about. exactly yeah. so we can we can even describe first a typical business cycle yeah the mm-hmm. business cycle yeah. yeah so so economic guys let's exactly. talk about it so let's talk about economics law number one, supply and demand yeah. so basically how does economics work all economies depend on debt to progress basically if you understand economics you'll know that debt is the drive of everything in the economy yeah. in that progress will come from loans and people investing these loans so that's where growth will come from and growth will come not only from loans actually but also from innovation so if you have new technologies coming up if you have new ways of doing things with less then it is likely to be progress or growth mm. for example like recently in the last 10 years we've seen companies being sold for billions of dollars while they have less than maybe 10 20 30 employees for example the likes of instagram the likes of whatsapp because these people could do so much with very little right sure. So <clears throat> a typical business cycle normally starts from the bottom. So what happens is probably there was a recession and interest rates have to come low. So central banks have to lower interest rates. Mm-hmm. So that's the environment. That's the environment, yeah. So after bust. After bust. <coughs> But we'll go back all the way then. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about first. it. Yeah, okay. So when central banks lower interest rates, what happens is accessing loans is cheap and Lavi gets a loan, Caleb gets a loan. Basically supply of money increases. So when there's supply of money, what happens? People take the money and they start investing it in different things. Mm-hmm. So there are people who decide, okay, I can get a million at 2% rate. What if I invest that 
to yield maybe 10-15%, then I'm making the 13% difference in between the right. two. Exactly. So people will take in loans. And when people take in loans and they start investing, for example, Lavi takes in a loan and buys a stock, Caleb takes in a loan, buys a stock, Ken takes in a loan, buys a stock. What happens is the stock becomes more valuable. valuable. Right? And now, because a stock is more valuable, the next person who will come after Lavi will want to buy the stock, but will buy it at a, via, a higher, higher price. value. A higher price, exactly. Not mm-hmm. value, a higher yeah, price. Yeah, I yeah. think the price is the right one. So the thing will keep on, it will now be a self-reinforcing, <laughs> self-reinforcing I mean. So it will be a self-reinforcing <coughs> mechanism, whereby mm-hmm. the more people get money, the more they buy things, the more the price keeps going up. Mm-hmm. Yep. But now it gets to a point whereby the value does not relate to the price. True. Gone get, too much. It's gone too much. Exactly. The divergence yeah. is too much. In that, let's say you take a loan after five years and you take it at a million for 2%, 3%, and you're going to invest in a stock. But the stock now has risen so much in that it can't yield the 13% you're looking for. So what you're basically doing is you're now speculating. You're not making a rational decision. You're just hoping that something will just happen and the price will go above a certain level. Mm. And once that starts happening, everyone now starts doing that. Prices will keep on moving higher again because there's still demand. You get? Mm. But now it gets to a point whereby the central banks have to come in back again. So probably due to some economic factors, for example, inflation, for example, growth. Because if you understand economics, you know that inflation shouldn't subside some certain levels. So the role of the central bank is to control that inflation. Mm. We could also have economic growth being too fast. And when that happens, what normally happens is the central bank try to control the growth yeah. and the inflation. So what they do is they come back and they step yeah. on the lever and they raise rates. Start playing their games. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Once they raise rates, if you're taking a loan at 2% and now you have to pay it at 4%, what basically happens is your yield is discounted. Yeah. So everyone now is running to get back cash to their side. So right now I have, let's say, a million. I was supposed to pay... 200,000 as mm. the interest. Now the interest is double that. So that's 400,000. So I really, if I was making 1 million, my earnings have been discounted. Yeah, true, true. You get yeah. Exactly. When that happens, mm. I need to find somewhere where I can make some money or do something else. Mm-hmm. And when that's the case and everyone is trying to do that, there's a panic selling or something of the sort which happens in the market. So everyone is now trying to get out of the stocks they invested in or everyone is trying to get out of the things which they had bought or something. Mm. <coughs> and once that happens again, it's a self-reinforcing cycle. Mm-hmm. Growth now comes back down because there's no money to invest. Mm-hmm. There isn't any cash to... People are laid off because if, if I have a company and I could pay 10 people and now my yield has been discounted, mm-hmm. I can't pay 10 people, so I have to pay five or less. So it, yeah. it's discounted also. So now... Due to that, again, it's a self-reinforcing cycle and the thing goes back again, back down to a recession, whereby there isn't any growth happening in the economy mm-hmm. and the central bank has to come back in again and play the game. Mm-hmm. And the game. Exactly. That's basically how economics work. Now, the danger comes in when things go too far, too fast. On either yeah. side. Exactly. On either side. Mm-hmm. That's because there is a normal business cycle. Yeah, that, which now that's the normal business cycle. Exactly, yeah. that's the normal business cycle. Now that's where my cycle. point came in when I was asking Caleb. Now, when irrational exuberance comes into a normal market cycle, mm. it leads it into uh, unprecedented levels of pricing. Exactly. So exactly. Like, yeah, uh, now we... Exactly. So what you're saying Exactly. There. So I think uh, irrational exuberance is now what's, what deviates markets from its normal uh, market cycle to into uh, overvalued levels. Exactly. exactly. So like you find stocks are... Getting, getting, uh, uh, getting a very overvalued, and mm. I think there are very, very many examples 
like Japan in the uh, uh, 1980s towards the 1980s tech in the 2000s yep uh, housing market in 2008 yeah yeah and also we are now in one of the strongest bull market and which has been fueled by a lot of irrational exuberance yeah yeah so i think that which is, is the craziest yeah the point where now irrational exuberance comes in to push markets to crazy levels. levels yeah yep so so mm-hmm. because if you <coughs> if you look uh, this thing is normal it's fun it's fun to look at this t- <coughs> what's wrong it's it's funny it's fun <laughs> <laughs> to look at these cycles it's really it's really interesting because if you look like at, history, at the history yeah because yeah, yeah. now eh, it's it's a lot of madness a lot of mania a lot of uh we're dancing while the music is playing people forget to look at reality so so if if we explain like the environment let's say for example it's funny we can talk about the environment yeah yeah mm-hmm. for example like let's talk about uh after dot com So dot com um I don't remember the nitty gritty part but after dot com when things went into a bust technology companies were going into a crazy everyone is investing like what we're saying in crypto everyone crypto. people are opening websites everyone is I just investing I think it's right for us to even start from the dot com how it developed I developed because I'm more familiar with now how the it housing ended. finance came and development so you can talk about the dot com the dot com i don't yeah. remember so, each <coughs> so gritty, like yeah. we've just said there's, mm-hmm. a, there's the normal cycle better so there's a, exactly so there's a normal business cycle which is mm-hmm. just in place the economy which is normal exactly it should which always is, happen it should always happen mm-hmm. otherwise there isn't growth exactly capitalism will into work yes the free markets will only work if there's a cycle better true yeah so there's the normal cycle mm-hmm. but now since there's a normal cycle one of the f- normal things one of the funny things that happen for the cycle to end up in a boom is there's the invention of some technology okay innovation exactly so innovation comes in and i said innovation can also help boost productivity so but yeah. now people can bet on innovation and spoil it and i'll show you how they did that in the dot com, com. Mm-hmm. yeah so in the 90s it's pcs have come in the 70s i think the first pc steve jobs oh, bill gates yeah, yeah. yeah. he started <coughs> personal pcs in the 70s And by the 90s we were now moving from the PCs and the internet was the next thing that was coming up. Mm-hmm. And in Tim Berners-Lee exactly so we the have Tim Berners-Lee exactly so we mm-hmm. have the www.something.com. Mm-hmm. People even don't know where the name World Wide Web came from exactly. Mm-hmm. So there was a World Wide Web invented now. by Tim Berners-Lee. Exactly. Yeah. And so companies started moving online. Mm. And for the first time in history someone could sell a product when they not where they don't have a physical shop or anything they could just start an online thing and sell things online yeah. and people were now moving online and the first first people started moving online so mm-hmm. we saw the birth of companies like amazon we saw the birth of netscape we saw the birth of google paypal, PayPal. Yeah, PayPal. exactly these were some of the companies that were starting at this time gmail mm-hmm. yahoo yeah yahoo was big exactly yeah. so we could see people streaming sports finally Like you didn't mm-hmm. have to watch sports on a certain television like, like a personal broadcasting company. exactly yeah, broadcasting, online payments online payments so things were really we were mm, moving online. exactly so those are towards the end of the 20th century there was sort of a revolution exactly mm-hmm. but now what happened was some of these companies started going public yeah okay you get so they started raising money publicly to grow exactly and the idea was this a this is a different kind of company in that mm. You can raise money without any product without mm. <laughs> proving any concept revenue no revenue without revenues. any revenue and you could get 
funding funding and people would to ipo yeah. level not just seed funding exactly ipo, IPO. level mm-hmm. so the idea was this is a different kind of company for example i remember one of the common ones was pet.com yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> they used to sell some pet foods i mm-hmm. think so they did do that online and they raised over 200 million dollars i think and they didn't have any product they didn't have any deliveries they had not figured <laughs> any logistics just an idea exactly but people believed in these things because there was no competitor mm-hmm. yeah. and people didn't understand again how technology would work and how some of these companies would work mm-hmm. and i remember during that time warren buffett who's a famous investor never in- invested in such things mm. and one person i think it was an interview I was watching sometime back and he was asked why are you not investing in some of these things he said i don't understand them True. so the fact that i can't understand something that defies the law of economics mm-hmm. to me makes me avoid it mm-hmm. so he stayed in his circle but anyway so that's what happened and people started buying some of these stocks and these stocks now started moving higher and so some people now came in and everyone now wanted to own some dot com Mm-hmm. So if in your portfolio if you just had some companies which were trading long time ago you now wanted to be playing in the dot com mm-hmm. and when that's the case everyone now starts coming into the market so we could see some stocks even double triple mm-hmm. in a single day like mm-hmm. i remember yahoo the broadcast.com which was started by Mark Cuban mm-hmm. when it went <laughs> public they ipo at 25 dollars i think 26 Till. and by the end of the day they were trading at 54 So in the first day of trading it was 100% up. Everyone wants in. Everyone wants in. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants to own some piece of dot com. Mm-hmm. But anyway, since these things didn't obey the law of economics, mm-hmm. it had to come a point where by things would move on the opposite side. Whereby panic, fear would set in and things would yeah. self correct. You get? And I think there's also a inter- there's also the, the the influence of 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 traders in Wall Street now. Yeah. Also coming in to pump the market. Yeah. Because now uh, for for traders they they view how markets are are behaving, are, are behaving. Yeah. like they view the 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 ipos coming out so for traders for them it's just to be bullish exactly. so like when when such when such uh, economic environments come out also traders play a big role in in pumping, pumping. markets and also dumping markets exactly so uh, there's also that effect of traders uh, coming in and buying those stocks also like not owning the stocks but just buying them in terms of options and derivatives yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so, so that's what happened so the dot com so people started participating mm-hmm. and you know the funny thing with human nature is once someone here Caleb made some money buying bitcoin he bought bitcoin at 5k mm-hmm. now bitcoin is 50000 everyone wants to buy bitcoin they don't even know bitcoin they mm-hmm. don't understand bitcoin but yes, they just want to buy bitcoin because they had someone made some money in bitcoin mm-hmm. and that is what happened with dot com so everyone wanted to own some piece of dot com there was a lot of dumb money coming into the markets mm-hmm. so a lot of cash which was not well thought out mm-hmm. people never thought about the risks they never even knew how the stock market works like the zigging up and down mm-hmm. and eventually things had to come to a halt mm-hmm. so in 2000 we had the first bust and the nasdaq went from about 5000 i think to trading back to about 1200 cuz initially Jeez. it had moved that's from percent that's a lot about 60 70% collapse to the downside but it had moved over 400% mm. to the upside mm. and this had happened over a period of about 4 years cuz i remember the statement you said about irrational exuberance greenspan made it in 1997 1996 yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm. but the market and when did amazon come to 94 yeah I remember yeah I'm it not was, sure yeah Amazon was created 94 yeah but i remember some of these companies and the, when the bust happened most of these companies went to zero nothing because mm-hmm. yeah. many did, of the people did, did Mark Cuban's broadcast also crash it went to zero as well 
No, he had sold it to Yahoo by Yeah, then. he had really sold it, became a billionaire, uh-huh. and then did it did they continue using the service? Yahoo. Yeah, Yahoo continued using Not, the service. Okay, okay. Yahoo continued the using the service. Yeah. yeah, but the stock went significantly lower. Because yeah, I remember the point of exit. He had understood how markets worked. Mark Cuban. Yeah, he so was a trader he, he before. He was a trader before. Yeah. So he knew how markets worked. So when the stock got to 250, he liquidated everything and started even going short some of the markets. Yeah. So he started buying puts in some of the markets. Yeah. And even after he had exited, mm. the stock went up again another 100% while he was out. Because mm. he was told, you left almost a billion dollars on the table. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't have any problem with that. My time will come. <laughs> you can't catch a top. <laughs> you can't catch a top. But anyway, so that's basically what happened during the dot com. Mm. And now you can come in and explain all the way to the housing market. So now welcome to the 21st century where madness began. So internet has come everyone can access the internet. So what happened? So my understanding of it, I like the housing cri- the housing financial crisis. It was it was a beautiful example. So like after the dot com crash what had to happen? Government and feds had to come in, lower interest rates, yeah. what we call ZIRP. Yep. Z I R P, zero interest rate policy. And then now uh interest rates have gone low because they want to kickstart the economy make things come back they are uh, what is it called bailing out some companies, yeah, out companies giving them some money uh, so that's what happened basically so now this environment now somewhere in wall street there was this i don't remember the person mm-hmm. the person who created this what now we call the mbs is it mbs mortgage, mortgage back security mortgage back security exactly yeah. mbs so uh, they were created by by banks Yeah, the girl was in a bank. I don't know if it was Goldman or what, JP Morgan. Somewhere. Mm-hmm. It was a specific guy, I've forgotten oh. his name. Though. It was a specific mm-hmm. guy who came up with that idea. So a brilliant finance guy within one of these companies. So uh, now this time, now people don't want this dot com. People have lost money. People now are not investing a lot into companies. Yeah, into into companies uh, yeah. Many companies have gone to a crash. Now a few are trying to survive and trying to beat the market now. They likes of Google, the likes of Yahoo, the likes of uh, Amazon. Yeah, which now we can say Zan that has come out the most successful if you look at all the uh, all of them. Mm. So now what happened? People don't want that. People are hurt, people have lost money, people are sitting on cash. Even this cash they don't have actually. Mm. <laughs> It's all gone. So it takes quite some time. So it takes some time for people first to, to recover relax, from the re- from the recover. recession. Then now when when normally there's normally in markets there's normally a cycle. Money moves from one market to another. One, one sector to another. One sector to another. Mm-hmm. So it's easy to see sometimes the stocks are booming and then all of a sudden stocks stop booming, people move into currencies. Yeah, Current, yeah, yeah, uh, currencies yeah. stop booming, people move into cryptos. Bonds. So there's that market cycle. P- people people like PTJ, this is how they trade. They normally look, where's money flowing? We want to flow in that direction. Capital mm-hmm. flows. Capital flows, exactly. exactly. So they want to go where the money is. They don't want to stay where there's no money because there's no volume, none is investing. So what happened? People started investing in the mortgage-backed securities or basically in housing. So interest rates were really low. So people could get financing very easily mm-hmm. anyone people could get finance finance so you go to the bank they give you a finance you go buy a house so now what happened now you're starting to see these people who don't even have enough money they don't even own a lot but mm-hmm. the uh the interest rates is low then there's this mortgage back security where it's basically uh like a housing uh mortgage Mm-hmm. backed by another housing mortgage which makes it is i okay, can't get so into I, the integrity I, I, i think i can can explain yeah, how mortgage backed securities work yeah. so uh mortgage backed securities is mm-hmm. like this like uh let's say i'm a bank and you are uh 
you want to be a home owner so you come to, to, to the bank okay. yeah so i've come to terrace bank limited yeah. whatever yeah uh you Hello, don't sir. have any okay. want for this million. moment we are giving loans without uh, a lot of securities so you don't have security for the loan what do you mean collateral yeah collateral okay so uh, you come but you the collateral is the house okay. like the house you're going to buy is the collateral is the collateral so i i, I give you the money you go buy the house but you give me a, a mortgage paper right so i'm holding your mortgage paper in that uh mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when 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 the time expires mm-hmm. I'll, you'll need to pay me back mm-hmm. so uh there were a lot of this now guys coming into Taras bank borrowing the the loans for mortgages only okay and giving papers yeah so me uh, me I'd give money then they uh, for me they give me the mortgage papers so, so it's basically sort of an iou yeah basically yeah because exactly. i owe you some money you yeah, give me yeah okay. so uh so for me as a bank i have all these assets like in terms of paper only yeah so i collect all of them and now sell it to another third party so you put it in a box yeah for all this combined yeah so, so he, now you have the mortgage this calebs uh, this calebs house is you put them in box a million dollars a million dollars so i have let's say 100 million dollars 100 million yeah. so uh-huh. this 100 million dollars worth of mortgages yeah, worth of mortgages uh-huh. i combine them and sell it to another third party okay so you sell it what to another bank yeah uh, to maybe a pension fund okay so uh so, so the pension fund is buying this asset in the form of a mortgage back security exactly so they're buying it in, in terms of a mortgage back securities in that uh-huh. the security is in these mortgages of the people outside because they are going to pay one yeah exactly they're okay. going to pay and mm-hmm. at that and at that moment like our mortgages were things that have never like they had a very very low a default rate less than 1% okay yeah so it was it yeah. was sort of a safe investment it was, it was sort of a, uh, a of very, a safe, very investment. safe investment yeah, yeah. then uh, also at that moment there were these uh, uh rating agencies the the standard and poor which uh, they rate they rate uh they rate bond com- uh, they rate bonds standard and uh, smp no It's just it's not in poor do it's a company for for rating okay. for rating companies like uh, let's say in Kenya this uh what is it called Night company in, the company in, in Westlands for for PwC yeah PwC okay at times they also rate companies in terms of their performance yeah. and yeah uh, their, their 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 future projections so uh, also this ed- rating agencies were rating these mortgage backed securities as triple a so those are like yeah. the best rated bonds safe safe cards, very yeah. safe so like <laughs> these pension funds <laughs> didn't even doubt default. okay yeah, they they couldn't doubt that uh these these mortgages we are buying from these banks mm. can be worthless uh if this if if, if, if this system doesn't work mm-hmm. so I, I, i of course the system was not meant to work in that there were no securities for these loans mm-hmm. so the loans were basically like shady loans mm-hmm. basically like uh the 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 default rate was high but the banks were not accepting it in that mm-hmm. also the banks were making a lot of profit mm-hmm. uh by selling the, the 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 mortgages uh the commissions they were making mm-hmm. so they were actually just fueled by greed so mm-hmm. also the greed they had the banks had, the, the greed they like they couldn't stop giving mortgages mm-hmm. they could actually uh borrow more money from these uh, pension funds mm-hmm. to collect more mortgage papers to mm-hmm. bring them back to them you see mm-hmm. so like it was it was already a really really spoiled uh, ecosystem that was not meant to work mm-hmm. so the fact that uh also like uh, i'd go to a point now uh regulators tried to come in and try mm-hmm. and regulate the market but uh the current uh, 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 the current fed chairman was not still uh just bananke yeah yeah ben bananke was not still uh, satisfied that the economy is 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 is, is booming mm-hmm. yeah he just thought that it's just a housing market other markets are not 
reviving yet. So yeah. he couldn't like still change interest rates. Mm-hmm. So like for about four five years he was told to change rates, mm-hmm. but he he never changed rates. Mm-hmm. Then uh, now I think you can continue the story. Just trying trying to, to explain okay. the mortgage back securities now, like where, yeah. like how 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 the money was flowing into now this housing industry. Exactly. Because like, these pension funds were pumping in a lot of money to buy these mortgage back securities. Mm-hmm. Now the banks had the money, mm-hmm. and they were giving out the the money to to mm-hmm. to, to to people who wanted to buy homes. Better. So home like home values were expanding a lot because yeah. there is more money. The like home prices uh, go higher. Everyone wants. Everyone wants uh, to buy a house, and, yeah. uh, and there is money to buy the houses. Exactly. So the, the house, uh, in as much as it's expensive, you can actually get the money to buy it. Mm-hmm. So people people are actually buying a house that they they they, they couldn't service. Mm-hmm. So when eventually the rates were raised, they couldn't service the loans. Mm-hmm. Same thing that Ken was explaining in the in the in the in the uh, how how the bubbles burst mm-hmm. exactly. So the rates were raised. Mm-hmm. Uh, this homeowners now defaulted on the loans so they couldn't now pay uh, pay loans so these pension funds now uh now, now the banks had to 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 go bankrupt yeah now that's where now the the the, the fed also had to come in mm-hmm. uh bail out the bank so it's just a whole story you can try and expand on that yeah because now what happened like what Taras has just explained it's a beautiful thing it's happened uh, people investing but now the problem was yes the house was a asset but people can't pay it back the people who are buying like <clears throat> if you want a very good explanation of it in terms of video format go watch the big shot you'll get to understand how people mm-hmm. were anyone had access to these mortgages anyone could buy uh the housing and people the problem was uh, here's the here's the asset which is the house but people cannot pay it back so slowly people started uh, the people the people who started noticing it earlier like uh, michael barry and such people kenare dalio so the econ- if you understand economics you know how people start going irrational mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. some people started spotting it in early 2005 2006 and remember dot com has just happened 5 years earlier in 2000 2001 the crash so what happened now people start shorting and then uh, later on they as Taras was saying feds are coming in starting to see okay it's getting crazy but what started happening at first you remember now things started crashing fast the people like Lehman brothers yeah yeah Lehman brothers went Le- down Lehman which uh, other went credit, down uh, not credit suisse exactly how did i forget that one that's concern, that's mm. the one that now created a ripple effect and mm. remember these things are going down and they have this mortgage back security so now people are defaulting yeah true and banks then companies that have been there for years like more than why were 60 years why were, why were banks going down people are defaulting and and people wanted to withdraw their money from the bank exactly so mm. what we call a bank run exactly. whenever you have a bank run so what happens If you know okay I was going to say we we all know we we definitely don't know banks never have all this money they say they have okay so banks normally give credit credit is just something that has been kept into figures into numbers they say they've given all this so banks never have all this cash that's why you have limit in removing cash every day yeah. there's a withdrawal limit or a usage that you can use it and now well usage you can use but to a certain extent I bet to a certain extent, yeah. yeah so what happens now imagine these banks have taken you've put your money in a bank what has the bank done they've given loans yeah they've given loans to many people who are paying back with interest so that means the ba- the bank which you think has your money does not really have your money mm-hmm. the money has been given out now imagine now let's say for example in Kenya equity mm-hmm. equity has given loans and now everyone in equity everyone comes at the same time and say i want my money all of it yeah imagine not even 
the 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 one they have limit per day everyone wants all their money so this is what we call a bank run the bank cannot finance that and what happens after that bankruptcy bankruptcy so because they can't finance and everyone is at the door no one is living i want my money i want my money so mm. what happened like ken was saying that was that was best stands yeah yeah best stands remember best stands if you look at the documentaries people were standing at the door uh long lines everyone wants their money so people start calling each other the banks are calling each other to help and, each and other and before that you should talk about how the ceos of these banks were living like these people were driving flashy cars private hey, jets, private jets. Hey. Yeah. the jets yeah. Yeah. someone yeah. These people were living, living large, large, living, living large. large. Like bonuses were in the tens, tens of billions, billions. bro. <laughs> yani, <laughs> prosperity ilikuwa imekuja ile ya because of those commissions they were giving. Exactly. It was so it, it was, was a lot. Mm. It was a lot. And the mortgage back security was making them money because yeah, everyone yeah, was yeah. participating. Mm. Yeah. So as Kiro saying, yeah, so if you look at these people, most of them were fired, especially the guy for Lehman Brothers. Uh, that guy was really he had a really tough time during that crash anyway they tried to bail out some some people couldn't make it because this mortgage back security no one was paying now when people started defaulting mm. like people are going back for their money the bankrupts uh, the bank runs people are defaulting they can't pay these mortgages so this this basically what Taras was saying this box of 100 million all of a sudden has been wiped out of the market because yeah, no one can pay it back it's now mm. basically worthless you own a house which is because uh, if the bank takes it back they, they need cash yeah, yeah, flow like the bank they don't need a, a house mm, the, like in the bank gave you the the loan to buy the house at 100 million mm. now the house you you you've defaulted the house is let's say worth 30 million like 70%, 70% less than so you are like the banks just went into a total loss in terms mm-hmm. of losing a depreciation of the house uh, exactly. of the house value exactly. and also uh, the at the, uh, the default people exactly. are not paying and actually the 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 asset they left for you yeah. has also de- depreciated so like and double loss and this is what now which created now what that's why the 2008 is called fina- the financial crisis it's a housing mm-hmm. crisis and the debt crisis yeah, 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 because debt, debt crisis. was too much everyone mm-hmm. has uh, loans but no one, no can one is pay. paying yeah. so everyone is defaulting from their house and their loans what happened a big crash which a ripple now, effect that a ripple effect all all financial markets all financial mm-hmm. markets we saw we started seeing uh uk iceland it it became a ripple effect okay True. africa wasn't really affected in it that it was it was as much it was it was yeah it was like if which you, state if you, if you, even in kenya i just remember think about it you remember when you were with rwenji with who rwenji yeah He was telling us how in 2008 foreign capital was being Okay yeah yeah Kenyan people were moving okay exactly. yeah and that's why companies like Safcom moved all the from $7.50 to trading as low as $2.50 mm. remember two two bob yeah to no two two, 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 shilling, <laughs> to two, two shillings i think yeah so yeah yeah yeah, did, yeah, yeah if you look affected. into the african market mm-hmm. again majority of what happens in the african market is you have also foreign capital bet Yeah, right. most of it actually. exactly. So foreigners since the, they're investing here, the local people don't really understand the markets. Exactly. So most money comes from out, outside yeah, inflows from outside yeah. Exactly. So if these people are in the emerging markets and they've invested here and they're struggling there, what do they do? They take their profits from these places yeah. and they try to save what's happening on that side. But, yeah, and that will obviously and affect this market on this end. So mm. it was also affected. Yeah, Only that yeah, was not affected okay. at large scale. It wasn't large scale mm. like the rest. Exactly. Because <laughs> even our markets are not large scale. <laughs> <laughs> They are quite quite small. So So what happened? Then what happened? After that, now what? The feds came in. Yeah, the feds came in. Lower Tried rates, to bail out. Bail Remember out. they were bailing out. So they yeah. entered into what? Was it the first time they started the quantitative easing? In, in the major in America. one in yeah. America, yeah. the yeah. major America, quantitative easing where they are 
pumping money into the to economy the to help yeah. the economy kickstart back and basically if you pump it, if you if you print money pump they're basically giving it at a loan again i swear this life they're giving it as loans to or ious to companies yep the big companies okay at low interest rates mm. yes but to help them kickstart yeah. you remember what was their name i think it was liman i remember watching that documentary they were really trying to get a loan from liman was denied they yeah they were trying to get it the, i remember called this buffett. guy called they called buffett and they called jim damon Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jimmy Damon, JP Morgan. JP Morgan. Yeah. I remember it was an emergency meeting calling please help us if you don't give us this money by tomorrow morning we are bankrupt. Yeah. Mm. They tried tried all night mm. nothing no help. Bear stands Lehman all to gutters. Mm. Zero. But Lehman was acquired by AIG but only was, huh? But also AIG <laughs> AIG also so called also, also AIG also stra- uh, suffered because they were also giving insurance to this uh mortgage back securities yeah. mm. so like when now uh they couldn't pay this uh like they uh, they had to pay very very uh a big uh a, a big chunks of insurance money to mm-hmm. to the pension funds because the pension funds had insured themselves oh. with with, uh, with with AIG so yeah. like it was just a whole real everyone was just getting a pinch <laughs> i get yeah, i get yeah so it was domino just effect. so tough yeah domino effect yeah and i think if you if if you want to understand the like how uh, the 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 integrities because there's also a lot of uh things that were not told to the main public about the mm-hmm. the, the crisis so a they, lot. yeah there's this documentary on netflix it's called inside job mm-hmm. so it's it's a very good documentary featuring uh, people like george soros Mm-hmm. Uh who else is in the documentary can This this treasury guy is he there? He's there. Paul. Uh, no, he's, he's Hank Paulson. Hank Paulson. Paul Volcker. Paul Volcker. All of them are from the treasury. Yeah, yeah. so like yeah, one, a, a, one of a, them. a lot of tre- uh, people in the treasury a, 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 a lot of fed chairman. The guy with IMF. the specs because I remember mm. he was really trying to save the economy. True, true. He's called Hank, Oh, he's called Hank Paulson. Hank yeah. Paulson, yeah. yeah. The guy from the treasury. Exactly. The one who was the US secretary exactly. of treasury that time. Mm. Yeah. He so really like, tried mm, to help the economy. The yep. documentary really gives like a lot of Detailed. inside yeah in, in, inside info into what really happened. Like, the government was actually being told like try and regulate this market. Mm. It's getting crazy. Mm. But no listen. Yeah, they called it. Everyone's making money. This yeah. now where basically it, uh, it was a good example of a rational exuberance. Yeah, true, true. Everyone true. is buying housing. No one mm. is looking at the downside. Even the government is not looking at the downside. <laughs> Imagine hey, only a few people lifted. No one is looking at that and that mm. leads now to this crazy defaults and people yeah, and markets true, true. crashing. And that thing also and I think these things are very very similar to one another. What? Even, if, uh, even if you look at uh, these booms and busts. Uh-huh. If you look at the Japan uh, at the Japan market it was the same same thing. Human nature. Yeah, what Ken like was saying. Markets repetitive get hot. Cycles. Markets get hot. That time in Japan is when like the, the you find everyone talking about markets poorly. When you find everyone <laughs> talking about markets they are saying that's a red flag. Yeah, true, true, true. Mm. That's and, it, and it just changes mm. from housing to dot com to to crypto to, to store. Yeah. It's always <laughs> changing. Same same story, same nar- narrative, yeah. but in a different market. And, uh, in a different market. So Commodities, yeah, mm. it keeps changing. And if you understand history, it it, it all goes down back to even Tulip. Yeah. And I think we've talked about the Mississippi. Tulip story. Yeah, Mississippi. A lot of just the like, Great Depression, yeah, like human nature falling uh falling to obey uh laws of economics and mm-hmm. i think it's, it's so it's so hard for you to like to escape the jaws of the laws of economics like in one way or another you'll have to obey it like even yeah. like uh if you look at the current market environments mm-hmm. where feds have been printing 
mm. money for the longest And I period. really want to talk about mm. that because I have some opinions on it. Mm. But continue. Yeah. So yeah, I think we can now get into where the state of the economy is right now and what mm-hmm. we think moving forward. So uh, if you have something you can start. I think before you, before yeah, you jump yeah, no into problem, that, no problem, uh, yeah. I wanted us to like touch a bit on, because you've said these things are similar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The story is still the same. The narrative is always the same. But so what are some of the indicators that people can use to like know when some of these things are happening? Yeah. What are some of the things you can watch out for? You mm-hmm. get? And one of the things that I think you really need to understand is the environment, yeah. One is when they, when there's a period of low interest rates when mm-hmm. money is very easy. Mm-hmm. Someone okay. said it if you <laughs> if you make money cheap they'll borrow it. So, <laughs> so these people it, will just sale. borrow exactly it's a sell. So I think that's one of the conditions that normally underlies bubbles. If you want to understand like financial bubbles, look mm-hmm. around. You'll find someone who is lending money at very very cheap rates. You started with the, uh, the what you guys were talking Japan. about. No, mm-hmm. the housing bubble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. During the housing bubble, mortgage-backed securities were given without any... Uh, 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 security. Exactly, without mm-hmm. any collateral or something. Collateral, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you go back into the dot-com, in the 90s, we had one of the, peri- one of the periods where the rates were very, very low. Mm-hmm. That's another one. If you look into the 1920s, it was just after the panic of 1907, and a lot of cash was popped into the economy. Same cycle. Exactly. Now World War One. World War One. the same, same. Mm-hmm. Like, if you just try to look at it historically, you'll get that there was a period whereby there was too much easy money in the economy. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things I think you should and watch out And on that, on, on money being in the economy, you know, like this central bank, they try and pump money into the economy to help consumer spending. Yeah. So like the, you, you find that the, the government is trying to do good by giving the money, but the money is going into the wrong capital inflows. I, I don't <laughs> think that's the, the, the <laughs> argument. The government is trying to do good, like you're saying, mm-hmm. by giving money people mm-hmm. to spend. But the money doesn't go to wrong things. It's mm-hmm. that the money is too much. Like they measuring the limit of... Cont- you know, the, the role of the Feds is two things, to control growth and inflation. Mm-hmm. These things are not easy. Yeah, It's not easy to bring growth without bringing up inflation. Yeah, exactly. So... Due to that nature of trying to control these things and how people are doing things. To play the game. Exactly. To play the game makes these things just self-reinforced to one side mm-hmm. and then they have to bring it back again mm-hmm. and then they have to... Like it's a it's a game they're trying to play. They're trying their best not to take it to extreme levels. Mm-hmm. But since you can't control individuals, it's very, very hard to control exactly. individuals mm-hmm. and the progress of things up to a certain point. And also, you know, if you... Let's say if, if growth is rising and rising at a very fast rate. You also don't want to raise rates very fast such that you spoil the whole system and it goes back down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the same yeah. time, if things are down, you don't want to pump in a lot of money such that you spike it inflation. Everything, yeah. Getting that thing it's accurately very hard, is yeah. very hard. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, it's very, very hard. Mm-hmm. The objective is they are the best. They want the best for the economy. But for them to get it right and get everything right makes it very, very difficult. Like it's yeah. a very, very difficult ball game. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what you are saying. It's it's very difficult. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, I think on my point was also that uh, just to to, to 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 add on it or maybe to 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 reinforce on it was that the governments are trying to to help uh, unemployed people. Like let's mm-hmm. say, let's just put it into the 2020 context. There's a lot of uh, unemployment. There's a lot of uh, 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 like people like less money coming uh, flowing the economy. Yeah. So the government comes in and lowers interest rates, gives stimulus and all that. Uh, the quantitative easing story. So that's uh, the central bank. Yeah, the central bank. Mm-hmm. So uh, 
by giving all this money now the people even realize ah kumbe was not even suffering a lot to to need government help yeah you see so uh, but i now have the money and why uh, no one uh, no one wants money if it's cheap i'll i'll go for it i'll borrow so i go borrow money and now ah, i realize ah my lifestyle is still good i'm i'm still surviving paying my my insurance my stuff so all this money in surplus goes to stocks mm-hmm. most people buy stocks so maybe assets like cryptos and i think that's why you saw last year commodities so last year uh, like the uh, the government is trying to uh boost the economy up by by helping transactions of goods and services but that money is not going into that place and i think that's why also in this current market environment mm-hmm. with all that money coming uh, in circulation the inflation story is not so high uh, so high even the feds are not worried about inflation just yet so it's because this money is not going into the purchase of buys and uh, 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 goods and services it goes into purchase of securities so mtu ana buy stocks mtu ana buy commodities not that i'm a side yeah this company to facilitate transactions so that's why you uh, I, i find that uh, the the economy in a divide sana na the stock market is the economy doing well ama is the stock market doing well so mm-hmm. i think that's now the problem that the feds also come to face the stock market is doing too good but is the, is the economy matching up like is the whole economy matching up to the stock market price mm-hmm. so now that is where uh, the feds like maybe they need now to cut down on rates but now they still feel like ah the main economy is still not recovered fully mm-hmm. but the stocks maybe have fully recovered from the let's say uh, from last year they, 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 they were trying to cover the the, uh, the effects of the corona uh, uh, pandemic markets have passed that uh, by almost 50% right passed out the uh, the uh, a covid high okay okay yeah, so like you see like oh, previous ma- high. yeah previous yeah. high so markets have come past by uh, past the previous covid high like the re- the main reason why uh, feds had to lower rates so uh, uh, markets have, have have surpassed that high or uh, gone higher almost 30% yeah. but still the feds uh, can't uh, now uh, uh, increase rates because there's that still divergence that they, uh, they still have to take care of yes uh if they increase rates uh the stock market will maybe uh start uh declining mm. and if it declines it will also cause a ripple in the economy but as the mm. economy really uh, recovered mm-hmm. so i think that is what like is full uh, is full employment back up so i think that is what makes the main job of the fed so hard like to try and as Ken was saying balance that inflation mm-hmm. and growth and mm-hmm. uh not uh, in- inflation not going to hyperinflation levels mm-hmm. And, gro- and growth also not being too slow so yeah. that yeah. challenge is very very hard for the feds mm-hmm. and i think that's where uh most of the time their actions is what leads to these crashes mm-hmm. but most time yeah yeah like the fed and only stimulate a crash because of uh, traders mm-hmm. the fed said something yeah then the traders acted on it mm-hmm. so yeah that but i think for 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 looking at why Personally I do think the stock market is only 6 to 8 months ahead of economic reality. Mm-hmm. So I think when markets are booming it's just a reflection of what will happen in the economy. So markets yeah, are yeah. very like markets will and that's one of the things that I actually learned with covid was mm-hmm. markets won't move in tandem with the economy. Anyone who's waiting for that to happen is on the wrong side. Because mm-hmm. if for example if you just try to think about it markets started going way way down before even we had lockdowns in US. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that Covid started in China there were lockdowns in the in in China and things were not moving and then it went to Europe and then the US 
markets had already gone down. Mm-hmm. Before we even came out of the lockdowns, before people started going back to work fully and before the economic recovery was evident, markets had started rallying up already. Mm-hmm. So I think if you try to think about it, markets will always oh, be ahead. ahead of economic reality. Mm-hmm. And that's why if you're a trader, you need to anticipate. You can't mm-hmm. you can't trade based on what is happening. You mm-hmm. need to always be ahead of the markets, the, the, the economy. You need to anticipate what will happen ahead yeah. of you and then you can mm-hmm. act on it. But again, another thing that I think is important is when you get people who are not in the stock market, like virtually people who have never traded in the stock market, invested. people who have never invested, wanting to put their money in the stock market, that's a red flag. Like, if you find someone just a newbie and you can come back and stories of crypto, you can say, you can donate Bitcoin. I don't want to pay for it. I don't want to make this amount. Mm. Okay, so this is an average person, never interacted with the markets, but now you're interested because you've heard of someone. So the stock market is really hot. Returns are very, very good. Mm-hmm. Everyone assumes making money is easy. Mm-hmm. And there's a quote by... Easy money. Easy money. There's a quote to do by Charlie Munger that... When everyone thinks investing is easy, that's the time when it's going to be the hardest. Mm-hmm. Like when everyone now thinks making money is going to be easy, mm-hmm. that's a red flag. So I think that's another thing that I'd watch out for. If you have capital flows whereby people who are coming into the markets are not mm-hmm. people who understand how markets work, are not mm-hmm. people yeah. who have invested any time in understanding markets, mm-hmm. but they're all talking about how much money you can make from a stock market. Or how much money they've made. Or how much money they've made, exactly. That's mm-hmm. a red flag. So... Mm-hmm. That's also a period that I wouldn't want to be personally mm. trading in the markets. But I think if you look into the theories of a guy like George Soros, so Soros is one of the best traders ever who ever lived. And he came up with a theory. Who still lives. Who still lives, actually. Mm-hmm. He stopped. Okay, that's that's a good correction. <laughs> still lives. He still lives. Yeah. So he believes, he came up with a theory called the theory of reflexivity. Reflexivity, yeah. Yep. And he believes uh, market participants' behavior will affect the fundamentals of the market. Mm-hmm. So like Lavi was saying, the way we behave will affect, the way traders behave, the way uh, we purchase prices, the way market prices behave, exactly. will affect how the Feds have to act. Yeah. For example, in 2018, when the Feds raised rates a bit and markets corrected almost 15%, the Feds had to come back again and cut rates. Because mm-hmm. the way prices behaved forced the Feds to behave in a certain way. Mm-hmm. But again, The way the feds behave will also affect how we behave. Mm-hmm. For example, when the feds said they were going to be creating money, offering bailouts, mm-hmm. markets started rallying and they've been rallying ever since. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So it's a fundamental relationship which two things affect each other and you can't tell exactly which one is affecting the other. Mm-hmm. It's a reflexive relationship. Mm-hmm. It's a ref- <laughs> whereby you can't tell who is this affecting. Happens, this happens, this happens, this happens. happens. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's it's something. <coughs> But Soros believes once you spot a bubble, And like many people, Buffett will advise you to stay away from bubbles. Many people say, yeah, stay out. But Bob Soros believes that once you spot a bubble, as long as you know you're not in the last inning of the bubble, add some fuel to the fire. <laughs> Try as much That's as possible good. to make money in that because mm. there are opportunities to make money. For example, in the current market environment, many people believe this bubble has gotten, like in the if we will be talking about that in the next topic, but just to highlight a few things. Many people believe that markets have already moved very, way higher and they are going to correct now for a very long time. Mm-hmm. But I hold a different view. I think markets have just started the move higher. Mm-hmm. It's only been a year since the last recession we mm-hmm. had. It's very hard for us to go back to a recession just after 
a new of a bull market and then mm-hmm. boom we start correcting mm-hmm. the correction will come yes mm-hmm. but i still think we are far far away from it unless there's a change in fundamentals or a black swan risk mm-hmm. yeah. or something that comes that is so unexpected mm-hmm. markets are not likely to change markets mm-hmm. are likely to just keep on moving 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 mm-hmm. and moving so how you participate in such a market how you trade such a market what risks you take mm-hmm. how much exposure you have in the market mm-hmm. how you're planning to get out the liquidity issues those are things you have to decide on your own depending on your system and how you look at markets but i don't think we are yet at the place whereby things will just start correcting and moving back down lower significantly mm-hmm. we're still very very think far from that level mm-hmm. from my from my viewpoint i think from my understanding of markets from reading history because bubbles can last long you're actually talking with lavi about it mm-hmm. bubbles can yeah, last bubbles. longer than you think Very it long. was john madkins who said the markets can stay irrational longer than you can stay so yeah so markets can stay irrational for a very very long time and mm-hmm. You're just there you're waiting for the markets to come back and they don't come back they just keep yeah. on moving 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 It's crazy until you give in when exactly. it's at the top exactly in the dot com bubble a lot of professional investors lost cash exactly trying to get to the top yeah. this market has gone up to so much you short you're mm-hmm. squeezed it's gone up so much you short again you're mm-hmm. squeezed in 2008 michael barry was squeezed a lot mm-hmm. as From much as he made money exactly was squeezed a lot squeezed a lot so and i remember there was an investor I don't know who it is i don't know if it was dot com some famous guy i don't remember exactly who he was the way he was saying he was he, he's a professional mm-hmm. he seated out he's seen the market mm-hmm. going yeah, going going he wasn't yeah, participating it's in 2000 it's and then he just Jack decided jack and miller, jack and miller yeah. uh, so he decided to buy and then he bought the top he bought he's exactly. in market wizards i guess yeah uh, he decided let me jump into this <laughs> one and <laughs> It never ended well. <laughs> it didn't end well. Mm-hmm. Like what yep. Ken is saying, everyone is in the streets talking about how they've invested, how they're making money. Then you just come and decide to enter. Yep. So it's a self-enforcing thing that happens. Like like now now like, let's think about it. Like what is happening now? Mm-hmm. It's a perfect environment for a market to boom. Yeah. So look, market has been soaring especially now look at two three then we can chip in. Look at it my point of view, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um um stock market indices they were really rallying. Yeah. Okay. They've been rallying before corona. Okay. 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 Yeah. Before corona. But all time highs yeah, all yeah, time since to since 2009. Yeah. Been rallying We've been basically. in a basic bull market. Bull market. Mm-hmm. Best bull market people have ever seen in this yeah. life century, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's gone up. Now let's let's contrast that with what was happening in uh crypto market. Yeah. Crypto market crashed, was it? December 2017 yeah. 2017 yeah. yeah so this market has crashed it's remained below $10,000 for the longest 2 3 years yep okay 2018 2019 yeah? yeah 2020 now there are other fundamental things happening in the crypto market that was suggesting there's a bull market coming such things like having and those stuff mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. more innovation coming uh, ethereum releasing those ethereum 2.0 mm-hmm. whatever in, uh, institutional investors getting into the market institutional investors mm-hmm. now on the other side stock market is really booming okay now come the black swan corona 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 come boom everything is affected stock market has fallen 30%, 30%. or plus 35 30 around there uh crypto market was already a bit it was still low Okay yeah. so this fear in the streets people are not buying. Now what happens a good cocoon is created. Mm-hmm. What happens? Fed come in and do what? Low interest rates. Low interest rates. They come in and start quantitative in- easing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Craziest bond purchasing programs. What? Bond purchasing programs. They're saying what what percentage of 
dollars have been created in the past year 20% feds have come pumped in then another beautiful thing they did which was it was it wasn't let me not use the word beautiful another thing they did stimulus checks yeah mm-hmm. who's getting stimulus checks ordinary person ordinary yeah. people households like getting it getting getting it what happens i want to invest everyone because it's free money people yeah, never true. if you had done money you'll really want to know where it's going to go what i'm going to do what happens people are getting the stimulus checks so now we start a boom in both markets yeah true stock market has crashed crypto had crashed now everything is going up mm-hmm. where's most money going the way we're saying capital flows cryptocurrencies Crypto we've gone from what 5000 to 60000 everyone is investing in it dollars to about 4000 imagine <laughs> everything is going everyone is damn money parabolic <laughs> mm-hmm. everything is getting in on the stock market the same okay But well the dollar is do- crashing yeah dollar is crashing because uh on the other side uh institutional investors remember watching oliari saying markets are down 30% i cannot miss to buy this yep mm-hmm. at a sale so of course the institutional investors but no, what happens along the way in a bull market people tend to start buying when they're seeing the bull market yep not when it's correcting yep. so that enforces the market itself to continue with the bull market yep mm. that's why we normally see steep market going up without any correction yeah okay so that's now what happened within this what is happening now we're seeing environment right now exactly yeah because dow came all the way from i think 18 18000 yep yeah, yeah, yeah. bottom of 18 covid yeah now all, 35 now it's going to almost 40000 exactly that's so, 100% in one year yeah, in one year one less than a year <laughs> it's, it's, it's one of the strongest bull markets cryptocurrencies most of them on average 10x 10x. <laughs> 10x 10x all of them so it's a lot of money so ken is what that's what ken was saying as soro says um bubbles can last for long it's not even i won't say it's easy to spot it these things last like they go and go and go. like you're saying what the, the indices stock market have been up all time high since 2009 no yeah, yeah, no, so, no no we've been in a bull market yeah, bull, yeah, in a yeah, bull, yeah, market. bull market okay since okay 2009, yeah. corrections along the way but yeah, crazy crazy bull way, market yeah, yeah, crazy bull market Mm. so that's what may personally was seeing there's a lot of dumb money in the market people who are investing you're seeing reddit robin hood mm-hmm. robin hood <laughs> you just do a basic search over the last one year we've seen over a 400% spike in number of people who are searching about yeah. forex trading about Bit- the stock market bitcoin. about bitcoin people who are opening up accounts on robin hood mm. and these other platforms this one people who are not interested in markets till covid happened Yeah. Mm-hmm. And after covid and you know another thing that helped also no one is going to jobs there's access to internet everyone is online exactly and then there comes the reddit groups <laughs> the rise of globalization so for the first time in history exactly. if you're in Kenya you can invest in the american market uh-huh. if you're in china you can, can invest in tesla stocks exactly you can, like you can do anything mm. but that means yes there's a lot of movement mm-hmm. but Again, I think it's very very hard for us to defy the law of economics. So we are not predicting here that things will someone said you cannot predict, you can only prepare. We're not predicting that markets will start zigging down anytime soon or that things will change. But I think you need to think hard about some of the people who are in the markets. I don't think some of these people will be in the markets in the next 2 or 3 years. Most of them will be wiped out. Mm. And the fortunate thing is that most of these people all the money they'll make in the bull market, they'll lose it in the bear market. Yeah. 
buying and selling. So market is going up meaning people are buying. Yep. So this is where institutions start selling yeah. slowly because institutions have big money. They mm-hmm. can't sell all at once. So they come in slowly as the market is going up. Not as the market is coming down because when it's coming down everyone is selling. Who are you selling yours to? No one exactly. is going to buy. Mm-hmm. No one is so interested. institution that's why you normally see markets go go go. They start coming out slowly, coming out slowly. Accumulation. Accumulation. It's like what we saw in Bitcoin when people are, were taking correction. There's a beautiful pattern that formed, okay? If you look at technicals in form of like a, a beautiful wedge before we hit 65,000. Mm-hmm. It was institutions coming out correction. Nini, nini, correction. Nini, correction before that cor- main correction came. So it's, you sell on the way up. When it's going down, same thing. You can't catch a bottom. Yep. You start buying on the way down because people are selling. So you're buying from them. So you have to think... <laughs> opposite mm, of the people opposite like an investor so if you're an investor you're not approaching the market as a normal person does you normally have to think outside the box and a bit differently and that's what we're seeing the dollar has been crashing ever since the uh, the pumping of the feds and what happens there's a lot of dollars in circulation a lot so the value of it is going down which has it has been going down ever since the dollar went out of the gold standard inflation has picked yeah, up exactly and what do you guys think about uh, the fact that Yes, you're holding a, a, a stock at 35,000 for the Dow. But uh, a year ago, your dollar was at 102. Now it's at 94 or 92. So, like, the, do you get my, my, my point? No. In that, in as much as stocks have raised, mm. the dollar has also collapsed. The dollar has also collapsed. So, you're, you're, so you're losing on both ends if you're yeah, not in the market. Exactly. Okay. You're, <laughs> you're, gaining, you're, you're gaining on price, but not gaining on value, really. Bet. Do you get and that? that? And that's something pardon, you sh- pardon. You're gaining on, like you're gaining on price. What? Like you're not gaining on value. Why? Because uh the value of what your 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 benchmarking your asset to is falling. <laughs> like with the dollar. Or yeah, like But see the stock is has reason. Yeah, stock has reason, yes. Yeah. And the, when you change your stock to dollars, the dollars are falling, you see. Yeah, but that's why the stock market keeps rising. Because exactly. as the dollar keeps falling, the market keeps rising. So it keeps pricing in that collapse of the dollar. But, uh, uh, but as I'm telling you, mm-hmm. that value for that stock is not as valuable as it would have been if the dollar was still valuable. No, I may think it's as valuable. Because mm-hmm. as the dollar is collapsing, the stock is rising. So it's an so inverse it's relationship. Yeah. Exactly. No, okay, like let, let's say now you want to... to, to, to it's to, an uh, even le- relationship. Okay, like let's say now you, 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 you bought your stocks, right? Yeah. Uh, when you're buying your stocks, mm-hmm. your dollar was at uh, 100. 100. No problem, mm-hmm. yeah. My dollar is at 100. Mm-hmm. I bought the stock at 19, mm-hmm. right? The dollar is now at 92, but I'm selling my stock at 35. Exactly. So I still have made money because mm-hmm. the dollar is collapsing, yes, but the stock is rising. In fact, the main reason why also the stock is rising is the fact that the dollar is less valuable. So the dollar keeps getting weaker, st- stocks keep getting stronger. Exactly. Uh, 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 and that's my point. Okay, now convert now your stocks mm-hmm. to dollars uh uh during that same market environment you see like you'll convert your stock at a cheaper doll, a dollar value of course you you still make some money but not as much money if your dollar was not devalued but if the dollar was not devalued again the market wouldn't be rising no, no okay like it's, 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 it's not really like uh 
uh, a, a direct relationship in that uh, 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 stocks, relationship. Uh, at its stocks rising have mm-hmm. to because of the dollar falling the dollar is falling because mm-hmm. it's it, it's in circulation a lot you see but also stocks were rising because mm-hmm. there was too much dollars so people exactly. would change these dollars but, into but, something of value but n- uh, now i'm telling you like mm-hmm. the best way to create value is yeah. when your stock is is rising mm-hmm. and the dollar is not so devalued devalued but that doesn't happen often but now that's like a normal yeah, market environment you see now that's a normal market environment no, no, right no, now no, 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 ken right now a lot of people in a like, normal uh, market environment uh, uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. listen <laughs> looking at historical asset prices let's mm-hmm. just look at it historically what are some of the periods where by stocks do the best there are periods where by currencies are losing value value because of the rates exactly mm-hmm. when rates are low what happens when when a rate is low let's just basics. go back to basics mm-hmm. when rates are low if <coughs> if the rate of 100 dollars if if you are to take that to as 1 mm-hmm. and it comes back to 0.5 it means basically your cash is yielding less right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and since your cash is yielding less you have to look for value somewhere else mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and where do people run to stocks stocks and commodities mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and that's why you find that periods where by the dollar is doing very poorly you find things like gold Yesterday last year we saw gold <laughs> yesterday last year we saw <laughs> gold move from about 1500 to trade as high as 2000 right mm-hmm. we saw stocks move from about 19000 to trade at 30000 right we saw things like bitcoin move from 5000 to trade at 60000 so just just like you're saying part of the reason why some of these things are really rising in price is to factor in or to price in that dollar weakness mm-hmm. in that if i had cash and i convert it back i wouldn't have lost mm-hmm. the guy who has not converted their cash is losing because of inflation as compared, exactly. as compared to the person who's invested mm-hmm. and that's why stocks will tend to go higher and very very high to mm-hmm. price in that dollar weakness just like you're saying like there's the dollar weakness perfect but now stocks have to rise higher to price in that weakness and still to make some return because mm-hmm. i've invested my money i don't want to lose it i need to make some return but you when you look at levels where stock prices go to unprecedented levels mm-hmm. they're not very normal uh, uh, market environments in that like uh, normal rates it's, it, it, it's levels where rates are very very low yeah. in that you get the markets going very very high yeah. right mm-hmm. and at that moment it's not like uh, very very sophisticated investors pumping that money mm-hmm. it's a lot of dumb money but also sophisticated mm-hmm. you know i think that's why i think i disagree with you guys mm-hmm. I do believe that also sophisticated investors make some irrational decisions and they lose money. Mm-hmm. For example, the likes of Stanley Druckenmiller. In mm-hmm. 2000 he invested, right? Mm-hmm. And he lost over 2 billion dollars in less than 2 weeks. Because mm-hmm. he bought at the top. Mm-hmm. And why did he buy at the top? Because he feared missing out. And he says that clearly. Mm-hmm. Like I had seen people make money for so long that I just these people are human. Mm-hmm. Exactly. exactly. So they still make as much as these mm-hmm. people are sophisticated, they still make some irrational decisions. Exactly. But Again, not mm-hmm. Most fans also lose money. Most I think the most fans lose money. Mm-hmm. There is this assumption that you know a hedge fund can't lose money mm-hmm. and hedge funds will always make money, but I think trading is still trading. If we look into the categories of funds, still 10% of the funds will make 90% of the cash. Mm-hmm. If we come to retail, the same same laws will apply. So I don't think sophisticated investors are immune from making some other mistakes what okay, i think I is different i didn't say they're immune i just said a lot of the money pumping the stock market to unprecedented levels is not like the normal money just circulating in hedge funds and uh the like uh, normal stock market prices like like uh, 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 uh like dalio says in his in his in his article the article a winner stock market bubble he says like how many new how many new people are coming into the markets that were not there 
before. And that's one thing I also mm. said. Yeah? Exactly. That so be mm. factored in. Mm. Yeah. Uh, when you look at the uh, 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 that factor, it's one of the biggest factors that leads to uh, to bull markets. To bubbles. Yeah, to bubbles. That's like, true. Like uh, not like not people who like uh, not not old traders coming in. Very very new uh, investors coming to the market. Mm-hmm. That's and, true. And these investors now don't know. Sure, see it in a hedge fund that was there for 20, 30 years. You want to come in one year? They have a lot of money. Kushinda is the hedge fund zote za 30 years. Like Just like uh, the Reddit people, mm-hmm. they come in in one year. They pump markets to like to a level that even hedge funds can't short them. Mm-hmm. So uh, that I, I, I think I, I think that uh, that was my point uh, that uh, I was saying that uh, in that. When like there are, there are high levels for stock prices mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and there are overvalued levels for stock prices and, yep. and for that for me now is where I believe mm-hmm. now the smart money people are always just watching watching waiting and watching for that time to 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 uh, 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 for the uh, for the bomb to tick. Let me and ask you a question. Mm-hmm. In 2008, the same happened, right? Mm-hmm. There was a lot of damn money mm-hmm. coming into the markets, right? Mm-hmm. But did most hedge funds lose money in 2008? and actually more, uh, uh, a lot of them actually made money in the crash <coughs> most hedge funds lost money mm-hmm. a lot never made money few hedge funds mm-hmm. made money mm-hmm. during the 2008 mm-hmm. crash so mm-hmm. few hedge funds made money most lost mm-hmm. and why did they lose you know what you're saying lawi is you know the smart money is in the market i'm not mm-hmm. denying the fact that you're saying that overvalued prices will come from new people coming into the market mm-hmm. what i'm disagreeing with you is that cuz smart money has come all money will get out old money will still stay mm-hmm. so cuz no one knows the top there no one knows even the hedge fund no one knows the mm-hmm. top so yes prices will get to some levels and some people will cover some risks but there's still dumb managers mm-hmm. like there are people who will not be smart enough to cover the risks mm-hmm. they just keep dancing with the music dancing with the music they don't know when the music will stop and these people will eventually lose money, money. You get and those who knew when the music will stop made those money who anticipated made money mm-hmm. you get mm-hmm. so we are not saying and those who knew the music will stop and made money they are always the minority exactly always mm-hmm. they'll be the minority basic economics again what happens for you to make money in the markets you have to bet against the majority right you have to be on the right side of the minority because mm-hmm. the majority is baked into the price mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so you have to be on the other side of the market for you to make money mm-hmm. sindo mm-hmm. And when the majority is baked into the price and the price is very high, it means also the people who are out of that market are very few. Mm-hmm. You get? Yeah. So for those prices to start coming back again, again, lower, and that's why there are liquidity traps and all these things. The people who are liquidity trapped are not people who are trading a thousand, ten thousand, hundred thousand, or even a million or ten million. Mm-hmm. Majority of the time, they're the people who have billions of dollars, the likes of Lima, the likes of Bear Stearns. The likes of AIG, the likes of long-term capital management, all these were big hedge funds which went to zero, mm-hmm. and they had some of the smartest money managers. But the fact that they didn't pay attention to some risks made them go to zero. Yep. So I think that's why I disagree with you. Like I don't think really in the markets the the smart money that people and I really like how people like in the retail scene how we view the smart money. Like, yeah, this money is smart and these people will make money, the likes of Goldman, JP Morgan. But there are very many hedge funds which lose money. Mm-hmm. Very, very many. Very many. So you're saying you disagree with Tyrus on what point? On the point that when the markets start moving lower now, 
that most hedge funds will be out. You get? I believe most hedge funds will still be in the markets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that, that, that's your point. Mm-hmm. Your point is? My, silly, uh, uh, my point, point is was on the facts of the dollar. No, we're out of the dollar. See here point. Uh, uh, my main point was that uh, a lot of dumb money will get trapped. Into the market. Into the market. And yeah. those, uh, actually, like, on that point, we're on the same page. Mm-hmm. In that uh, a lot of smart money, my, uh, uh, another point I was saying is that they're not actively participating into the 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 boom see like the likes of kina 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 buffett that they're not buying the tesla stock right now a lot of them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. value investors like people who understand value investor I- investing mm-hmm. kina howard max but kathy wood bought right yeah yeah kathy wood actually still believes we are we are we are the market is still yeah uh, uh, market in, mm-hmm. in in the markets it's just like the way we trade i think in the smart money category they mm-hmm. are contradicting ideas they're contradicting beliefs they're contradicting philosophies mm-hmm. and they're even different spaces like the mm-hmm. people who are in the smart money yeah. category who will bet on growth who will bet on technology the people mm-hmm. like buffett will bet on technology and things never changing mm-hmm. the people like howard marks will specialize on the credit side and believe in value investing the people like ray dalio will believe in following capital and the likes of paul tudor jones they just follow capital flows all these people end up making different decisions in the market so mm-hmm. you get mm-hmm. and besides even the fact of markets zigging up and down due to smart money dumb money there are also some strategies which will not do well in certain environments mm-hmm. for example value investing doesn't do very very well when periods of growth are coming in mm-hmm. and things are growing and things are moving very very fast you'll mm-hmm. tend that to see that value investors will underperform For mm-hmm. example in 2000 Buffett underperformed very many money managers. Exactly. But in the long run he still performed well. Performed well. Yeah, so that's that's why I think you get my point. I'm getting your point but I know if you I don't know if you're getting my point. I'm also getting yours, yeah. Yeah. So there is that there is that difference in that mm, due to how people look at things in different ways things will tend to you may be in one side in this time and then you being in the other side mm-hmm. like there isn't any blueprint investing is not in black and white it's this or this yeah, everyone has his own strategy exactly like it's a complex game. No money, yeah. exactly it's mm-hmm. a complex game and the fact that it's a complex game means that there are people who will be positioned in the right place and there are people who will not be positioned course. in the mm-hmm. right place mm-hmm. due to many factors not just being dumb or smart mm-hmm. due to many other factors you get and mm. i think on this matter of, of of dumb and smart it all boils down to risk taking right exactly mm. and how much risk and exposure you have you have exactly mm. and i think now that's the best way now we can even talk to this like uh in terms of risk taking uh do you think do you think uh the biggest hedge funds are the one putting exposure or it's you know no, a lot no, of retail no, traders no, no, putting no. exposure exactly yeah, exactly course, it's, it's retail exactly retail. Yeah. but mm. now my point was The, the smart money yes will come in ukochini that's very true they'll buy ukochini but exiting they may not exit at the top they may even exit as the markets are moving down mm-hmm. you get true, that's true mm-hmm. actually for them they bulk up their position exactly. as the market mm-hmm. moves exactly. up uh, that mm-hmm. one is true that one mm-hmm. no no smart money can be buying some after some moves exactly like, 
it's I, very rare. And that was the point that guy you were talking about who we forgot the name. Uh, I know, I know, I know, I know the guy. Like, like he, uh, I can't remember the guy. Oh, oh the guy disappearing. Yeah. Okay, okay. From the Goldman with, uh, with with Tom Kim. Okay, yeah, if yeah. that was your point, that's true. Because yeah, yeah. like in the thirty-five thousand barrier, no one was buying. Mm, true, true. But the markets are still just going mm-hmm. high, and, uh, mm-hmm. and actually, uh, the reason actually markets still go high is because shorts, uh, most short positions are being covered. So yeah, yeah. The as, fact that as, people, uh, yeah, as yeah. your shots gets covered, more volume for for for, 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 bullish uh, for bulls side. comes in, exactly. So you find that actually the, uh, the market is not moving very very high because of a capital inflow, but just because of a full of like of a self fulfilling mechanism in that yeah. uh, shots are being covered and longs are coming in. in as much as not so long, uh, so not so many longs are coming in. Mm-hmm. There is room for for longs now. You see, mm-hmm. so uh, the like the volume for longs now just compiles and compiles and compiles and markets just rises and rises. And rising. Yeah, to levels where now like uh the shorts accumulated now 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 becomes enough to at least outweigh the the, the, the longs. Mm-hmm. Uh, the longs. And until that point it's it's so any now that needs for for the for, uh, for the big investors now to come in start taking risks at that high levels. Now for the In terms of what shorting. Yeah, in terms of shorting. Okay. So like until there's accumulation of shorts which will also st- uh, take some time for the which is normally uh, a fight. Yeah, exactly. Take now for yeah. the market now to tank for these long people now to still not believe hey markets are turning mm-hmm. yeah like this the same thing to still in cryptos mm-hmm. people always know how to enter but coming out is their <laughs> main challenge. problem yeah. that's where the smart money comes in okay you know you come out they and show you mm. exactly mm. we're going to the moon exactly so target is <laughs> very high they don't no, no target there's no target <laughs> very high it's just they're happy to see their money doubling <laughs> yep. yeah And so we've seen it. We've seen it with some people. Yep. <laughs> They're mm. making money, but they don't know how to come out. Ask them what's their target. They don't have any target. Because if you so, think mm-hmm. about even what is happening in the crypto scene, personally, I do believe blockchain is a valuable technology. I've been trying to look into it. Exactly. Still And trying to learn about it. Uh-huh. There are very, very many valuable companies which will come out of that. Mm-hmm. Very many. I think there'll be a Google, an Amazon, mm-hmm. a Yahoo mm-hmm. from blockchain. Mm-hmm. They will. But there are also very many which will go to nothing, mm-hmm. zero. Because yeah, we saw how many coins? Yeah, about ten thousand coins yep. now. Yep, I can Just bet like that com. only ten percent of them will survive. Yeah, after 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 everything is done, we'll have less than a thousand companies surviving in that space. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. your job as an investor is to look for those a thousand. Exactly. <laughs> your job exactly. is to look for and, those a thousand. And I think what was important also to talk about is the difference between value and price. That's also something mm-hmm. yeah. Retail traders tend to buy into price rather than yeah, value. value. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> they don't look at earnings, they don't look at uh, nothing. They, they don't look. Anything. Ask how many people have invested in Bitcoin, you'll find a lot. Tell them what is a white paper. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> they don't even know what a what, what white paper, what do you mean? They invested into the price. Bitcoin was going up, Ethereum was going up. No one wanted as we've read. But you know over time I've learned that that's how people make decisions and that's why I think there are Which very few people who are m- more with it is why there are very few people who are rich <laughs> i swear mm. people invest in things which they don't understand which yeah, is irrational decisions uh, and, uh, and this people actually make some money here and there but yeah they do in the long, long run term. they don't yeah, make anything because even if you make money and you don't understand how that money came in revolves around because exactly. right now my friends were advising me on coins i should buy <laughs> <laughs> they don't even know what it's about. Caleb, have you gotten this one? It's basically we're talking about price. This one Solana. It was at $2, now it's at 200. Yeah. Did you buy? 
I'm like, no, why? Yeah, you should buy. <laughs> Ask the person, what, 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 what's Solana? What does it do? Why are you investing in it? Ah, uh, you know, it was, it was moving up. <laughs> so, mm. so yeah, it's important to make sure you're investing into value, and and the thing about value is hard because it's it's not easy to come and get to know. Okay, yeah. this thing is what is going to go up. It's There's going to no be the, formula for the so next just big thing asset. in the next ten years. It's 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 hard to to know those things, but it's a much surer way for you. To make uh, long-term returns, yeah, long-term not returns. this uh, instant <laughs> gratification returns that you're seeing. Especially, you see Dogecoin. I swear, I'll stop entering, engineering that thing. But I read the white paper. I read it, and I read what the in the founders were talking about it, and that's why I became very pessimistic about pessimistic it. about it. And people are just buying into price. There's no value in Dogecoin. Dogecoin is a uh, is a but people fork. don't buy value. Now, now that's the like thing, and that's why bubbles happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> people were buying value. If people were, you think if people were researching the way you're talking about, yeah, markets couldn't like, be shooting as crazy. Going to extraordinary levels. Yeah, true, yeah. true, true. So the fact that majority of the people don't want to even think about where the next big thing is coming from, mm-hmm. or they don't want to invest any time in understanding markets. Mm-hmm. That's why bubbles will develop. And sure. and bust and bust like mm-hmm. hey love your meeting is a person who trading. I just want to enjoy trading. Okay, yeah. all the best, man. <laughs> <laughs> all the best. All the true, best. True, so true. you you really need to plus oh, again okay, continue. You really need to like remember the the laws of economics again. Mm-hmm. Like people tend to say <laughs> and that if they don't know the laws of economics. They just have to study them. <laughs> people exactly. like assuming that uh, if you people are rich like i don't know what you guys believe but people assume that some people are rich due to an equal distribution of resources mm-hmm. which is true yes to some point but i do think personally i hold the view that even if we were equally cash was taken ah. and we were given each of us 100 dollars 100 see what it was still much of the cash will end up in very few hands yeah, you see, very parabolic. few hands exactly it's in the bible <laughs> what parable is it because <laughs> <laughs> like the three guys who were given money one went and put his money down there yeah. <laughs> 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 so it's the law of economics like very few people will invest in understanding something mm-hmm. very few people will be even abilities are not equally distributed mm-hmm. as opportunities, people, are, opportunities not. are not also mm-hmm. equally mm-hmm. distributed exactly because you can't compare yourself with someone who's in shags and doesn't have access to internet, internet. exactly mm-hmm. exactly yeah. mm-hmm. so, so, you compare them to america side yeah true, 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 so true. yeah yeah just because of that is some things will just naturally happen and i think also what most uh, retail traders fail to understand how these big investors make money is in terms of asset allocation and uh assets under management yeah yeah so you'll find uh like last year last year this year Redali has been coming in into the crypto space mm-hmm. saying yeah, he's bet. owning a few bitcoins here mm-hmm. and there just mm-hmm. to test uh how it works nini because mm-hmm. mm, he believes in testing markets with real money <laughs> no. has their ability yeah. <laughs> 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 like Elon Musk coming in btc buying btc and Doge do, those doge coins now the people in reddit uh someone with a net worth of about $5000 <laughs> <laughs> net worth net worth 
industry Yeah, we most likely as it was there to It's always going to come up. There's going to be another market that will form another Bitcoin boom again. Yeah. Like what we are seeing in Bitcoin. And that's what happened. Dotcom, housing. Now, now it's uh, cryptocurrencies. It's a repetitive cycle. Right now, what you're saying, get literacy first. Understand how markets work. Understand mm-hmm. the cycle is going to go up and down. Opportunity will come back again. It's going to be the same thing. We'll see Bitcoin going into crazy rational prices. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll see it crash people will be afraid to buy again and then that's why we'll be buying <laughs> as much as possible <laughs> exactly no one wants to buy because we were talking with Ken yesterday and he called me and he told me Caleb Caleb uh, this crypto market is crazy right now everyone wants to buy <laughs> everyone wants to buy so at that time you should start looking for what they were saying what Ken and Taras were saying you know to get in but exit plan has become tricky again mm, you lose sight exit. of the reason you entered Now you become greedy. Exactly. You had doubled your money now you want to 10x. You want to because 10X. the guy next door 10x is and you forget that making 10 times your money is not as easy as it has been. You have just gotten lucky kidogo and you don't even to capitalize on the luck. Mm-hmm. You still want to stay in the market mm-hmm. hoping that things will forever stay like this. You know as you It's very hard to defy the law of economics. Mm-hmm. Just remind yourself that getting rich is not easy. Anytime <laughs> 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 you start thinking Many getting rich is rich. easy, ah, just do your feeling yourself. And that's what uh, Charlie Munger was always saying about this. Uh, uh, Robin Hooders. So I miss <laughs> Nashida na watu wa king. Because Robin Hooders. Eh, miss Nashida na them wa king stocks. Lakini wajue they'll never be wealthy. Eh, you get to see rice even for that. Eh, mengia tu, mengia tu and markets market. are booming into one direction. You yeah, exactly. wake up and buy and you'll close your day in profitability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in the markets zina change my friend, you have to be creative. Very creative. <laughs> I believe if let's say a next crash comes like a big one which will come later on. This one is going to be massive. It will affect a global. Yeah, because yeah. of the globalization. Exactly. Yeah. This one is going to be worse. That's why even the boom is in. You can expect it to be very big. Exactly. That's Good why point. Exactly. The boom is going boom to last is... longer than even the hedge funds people will anticipate. Exactly, because right now markets are going up 100%. Bet. And people are thinking this thing has this thing has not even gone up. Mm-hmm. But we're ready to bado wajaja. In the comeback if Kemali na trending to Reddit to the millionaires interviews how did you do it any before if you get a point just like you've said this thing is going to be big but even the downside it's going to be as big as the upside mm. that's the mm. thing because there are many people who don't understand what they are doing and they are just getting into the markets markets are Online not that gurus. easy mm, markets are not that easy they're not that easy yeah yep So yeah, so so I think we've exhausted that one. What do you guys think? 
It's been an interesting chat. We'll bring mm-hmm. we can sometime we can bring some economist. Yeah, we can bring in someone see. who has some experience with the financial markets and economics. Uh-huh. Let's talk about those things. I think we can also have some few questions with them. Yeah, mm-hmm. to get some yeah, clarifications nice, nice. on some few things that are happening there. Yeah. So our main work with this is to bring these people to you and knowledge. Yeah. yeah, to bring them to you guys. So, uh, as we continue growing, as we continue doing more podcasts, we'll bring these people, and you'll get to hear straight from the horse's mouth. Uh, maybe we might predict. Maybe in the future we might have Dalio. <laughs> who knows? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the, the big boys, yeah, uh, the billionaires who have been in all this. They've History, seen the dot like com. They've seen the, the Japanese. They've seen the eight two thousand and eight. As we're still, we're also still young. We don't know everything. I've, seen so them. I've just interacted with them in books. In books, like yeah. them. But then I've not experienced them like you're saying. Just seeing yeah. people lose money. People. Like experience the COVID part. I lost money in the COVID. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'll yeah. be telling people so. that I lost money back in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> in the COVID. <laughs> the COVID panic uh-huh. <laughs> of 2020. It is already. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So. I think yeah. we'll stop there. Mm-hmm. If you have just listened to the last one now, so I'm sure you've learned a lot about bubble, about economics, about markets. You can expand your knowledge. Like you can buy our book, expand your knowledge on that side. You can attend our courses. We've, we've talked about money. Yeah, we'll teach the you the difference between uh, central banks and governments being controlling monetary policy, fiscal, yeah, monetary fiscal policy. So you need to understand policy. such stuff. Yeah, yeah. basic. Basic concept of how money works. How money works. The yep. role of central banks mm-hmm. and everything else. Yeah, mm-hmm. true. Because yep. I think, by the way, it's so important for everyone to understand the, the role yeah, of just, central just banks. The basic, if people yeah, understand, basic role of central just, banks. everyone understands, it will stop working, bro. The <laughs> fact that dollar is valueless. <laughs> exactly. All exactly. currencies circulating mm-hmm. is valueless. We've talked about it. It's. It's. You should know. Cash is trash. Cash is trash. Cash. Cash is king, my friend. You still need to buy. But anyway, that's it. So these are some of the things that we normally have in our courses, have in our programs. These are some of the chats you'll have with us once you visit us in the office. So this is what we spend our time. When you wake up in the morning, you spend our time thinking about where markets are going, what's affecting markets, and trying to learn more about them. So you can pay us a visit, share with your friends. If you have had your friend is interested in crypto before, no, no, mumbi, buskiza i podcast. Niwa na Twitter kusave pesa mingi. It will save you a lot. So that's it. Or if you're invested, try to think of an exit plan. Don't stay there without knowing why you'll exit. You're just there saying, hey, you know, I've made like 50%, yeah. 100%. Everything that mind, goes up must come down. Keep in mind your exit won't be at the top. Yep. You'll exit and market will still go 100% up. But Exactly. Do not be afraid of leaving money on the table. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you'll make emotional decisions. If you're looking for the perfect price for the top, you must you know that there are two classes of forecasters. Those who know and those who don't know that they don't know. <laughs> so I think I'll stop there. We'll see you guys some other time. Peace.